Hey, welcome to the Living Hope Parent Gathering podcast. The Parent Gathering is a weekly meeting of parents who are being trained for family discipleship through instruction and small group discussion. Listen now as we share with you what we taught students and children this past Sunday morning. So this entire month, our preschoolers are under the theme of we are special to God. And so today they're in Luke 15, learning about the lost, the parable of the lost coin. And as recounted in Luke 15, a little bit about that story, a woman with 10 silver coins loses one. And she lights an oil lamp and sweeps her house and finds it. And when she does, do you think she's just like, oh, glad I found that coin. I'll put it away. No, she rejoiced and was so excited she went out and got her friends and her neighbors and they celebrated because she found that lost coin. And so that's a parable and in the same way it points to Christ and Jesus came to seek and save lost people. Um, And when the sinner comes to Christ, there's a celebration just like those neighbors and friends came together and celebrated that lost coin. And so that's what our preschoolers are learning about today. And so uh, for kindergarten through 12th grade, Today and the next couple of weeks, they are going to be learning about God's grace and studying in the book of Romans. So today they're in Romans 1, where Paul wrote about what happens when people decide to reject God and his truth and turn and go their own way. And so because of sin, we fail to live according to God's standard of holiness. And our children are reminded today that sin and God cannot go together because God is holy and righteous. And God is loving, wise, and kind, and he extends grace to all who will receive it. And grace is that undeserved favor that we receive from Christ. And so uh, Paul writes about our sin and how it not only separates us from a right relationship with God, but also how it affects others around us. We talked a little bit about that last week as well. Sometimes we think our sin just affects us, but there are consequences for others around us as well. The Holy Spirit inspired Paul to write this letter to the Romans almost 2,000 years ago to the Christians living in the city of Rome. Paul wanted to come and visit them, and was, it was possibly going to be his third missionary journey, but he was unable to go. So he wrote and sent that very important letter. And in Romans 1.16, Paul introduced and emphasized the reason for this letter, and it was all about the gospel. He was not ashamed of the gospel, and the gospel is obviously what? The good news of Jesus Christ and what he came and he did, his death and his resurrection. God saves those who believe and put their trust in Jesus from their sin. So Paul began his letter showing sin's destructiveness and sin's danger. And so we must see, and our kids are going to see today, that the condition of sin we realize in that moment that we need God's grace, our need for a Savior. And so a lot of times that's when people come to saving faith is when they recognize their own personal sin and the sin that they've committed against Christ and they realize their need for a Savior. Sin causes separation from God because of God's holiness. Again, our sin separates us from Him. In Romans 6.23, God makes it very clear that the payment for sin is what? Death. The wages of sin is death. And our children will learn 
But that doesn't mean that uh, when you tell a lie that you're going to drop dead in that moment. That's not what that means. But it's referring to a spiritual death, which is that separation from God. And that the payment for sin is death. They also learn that that's why prior to Jesus' birth and life and his death, that the way people receive forgiveness for sins was by sacrificing their very best because that blood had to be shed for the forgiveness of sins because the payment for sin is death. Sin controls the way we think and therefore how we act. Sin changes our desires and our actions. Instead of thinking about pleasing God, we think about pleasing ourselves and what we want. And so remember last week who we talk about, David and Bathsheba, right? David was more concerned about what he wanted instead of following God's ways. Next, sin brings bad consequences. When we choose to go against God, it's like we are shaking our fist at God and saying, I can do whatever I want, and I don't have to listen to you. I don't have to read your word or do what you've called me to do. And we have to learn that there are consequences for our disobedience when we don't, and that we don't want to continue to do that. And so we talk even about habitual sin and what that looks like. And so if you see someone, or even in your own life, if you keep committing the same sin over and over and over again, you have to look at your relationship with Christ and where you are with Him. Because obviously as believers, obviously as people, we are going to sin. But the difference in an unbeliever and a believer, and we've talked about this with our children, is their relationship and how they look at that sin. Do they say, eh, it's no big deal. I'm in a relationship with Christ, so we're good. Or are they sorry and they have conviction for that sin and they don't want to continue to do it and they ask for God's help to help them to turn away from that temptation in the same way we need to do that as well. And so if there's a habitual sin in our life, we need to look at, hmm, is this something that I'm really working on with the help of the Lord or is this something I just say, eh. So it's also a proof of where we are in our relationship with Him. Roman culture viewed Christians as weak and unimportant, but Paul encouraged the believers in Rome through his letters to not be ashamed of the gift of their salvation, but to continue to share the gospel at every opportunity. He reminded Christians that while the gospel reveals the righteousness of God, he makes himself known throughout the world through his creation. So we can see God's power in the universe and creating the universe. He is the builder of everything. Hebrews 3, 4 says, For every house is built by someone, but the builder of all things is God. We see it through his creation of heaven and earth. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, Genesis 1, 1. And the way that God created the human body and is another example of his amazing power. Psalm 139, 13 and 14 says, For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. Each person's DNA and their brain is unique. And can, their brain can process more than a million messages a second. It can reason, produce feelings, and so much more. And the unbelievers in Rome, they chose to worship false gods. They thought they were wise when in fact the Bible says that they were in fact not. We all need God's grace. Thankfully, he gives it to us. This is what our kids are learning about today as well, about his grace this week and also dive into um, how we need God's grace next week. Not that that sounds funny how I said it. We need God's grace every day. <laughs> They're going to be learning about it in Sunday school next week. But we must remember these truths as well about how our sin affects our lives as well as 
um, others around us and choose God's way over our way. Paul continued to tell many people about the saving grace of Jesus. The gospel is the unifying theme all throughout scripture and their application verse is John 14 6 and it says Jesus said to him I am the way and the truth and the life no one comes to the father what except through me so these words that Jesus spoke clearly tells us that he is the only way to have forgiveness for our sins he is the truth and we're to live our lives by his word and he's the one that also gives us eternal life in heaven so understanding and seeing our sin is the beginning of wanting God to take away our sin and his grace can cover it all if we give our life over to him and our kids are going to learn that today and so it's amazing to see how in God's perfect timing for each individual we see it's like those uh, scales fall off our children's eyes and they see their sin because a lot of times our children can say, if you ask them what sin is, they can say, well, sin is anything that goes against God or it's anything bad goes against the Ten Commandments. And uh, I'll say, well, give me an example of sin. And maybe they can talk about how their little sister sins all day long, right? <laughs> but it's only until God opens their eyes and reveals to them, no, my sin is what separates me from God. And in that moment, it's amazing to see that conviction come over them when they recognize that their own personal sin is what's keeping them from their Savior. And so seeing them also commit their life to Him is pretty amazing. And so I want to encourage you to have those conversations with your kids because as amazing as it is for me to have those conversations, we want you all as parents to be able to lead your children to the Lord. And so just talk to them about their sin and what that means and just see how that comes alive in their lives. I want to encourage you with that. Thanks for listening to the Parent Gathering Podcast. We invite you to join us at 9.30 on Sunday mornings in the Rec Center, where we will have opportunities for discussion among other parents. For more information about Living Hope Next Gen Ministries, go to livehopeful.com.